Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 66 of Justified Pursuit. Riding shotgun, as always, a good friend, partner in crime, the counselor, Chisholm Cook. How are you doing today, man? I've got cedar pollen. How are you? <laughs> so is that like Decepticon? <laughs> no. The Decepticon. Similar symptoms? We, we slayed the Decepticon. <laughs> um we used optimus prime huge electric sword yeah uh no i'll be honest with you com- that day that i think i probably had the decepticon i didn't feel as crappy as the cedar pollen's making me feel hmm. uh yeah i've got that half marathon coming up so i had to run 10 miles last saturday morning and that, that sounds the- terrible <laughs> the day the front hit down here it was like 25 mile an hour winds and the way that juniper slash cedar pollen works is you know you get a cold front and those things get like ready to erupt and then the next time the wind blows it blasts crap everywhere right and Mm -hmm. stirs up the stuff that's already on the ground and all that so you know that hard freeze it looks to me like you can see it in the trees and the cedar trees the juniper trees like from about you know late november until really it's it's always like the end of february when it's kind of over with you'll see like certain, like half the trees in December will be like, you know, it's an evergreen tree, right? So half of them are green, green. And then half of them have like an auburn fall kind of color to them. Mm-hmm. And if you go grab a limb on one of those things, it'll explode that crap all over you. The auburn color is the pollen. My point is right now, if you look around the hill country, all, all I see is green juniper. So I think that, you know, the hard, hard freeze earlier this month and this most recent couple of cold fronts, hopefully blasted all that crap out of there and so this is the last dying gasp of it but uh then i had to run five miles in it yesterday so it was like felt crappy saturday night sunday monday morning finally kind of enough neti pots and all that stuff i was feeling better yesterday then i had to run it in again so Hmm. anyway the moral of the story is don't don't run (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh yeah tell us about uh i used to run and i want to get back to it like before actually when COVID hit is when i really started running again like i'm not running 10 miles a pop it's like two to three to four miles which is four days a week you know so it was good i lost probably 10 or 15 pounds um but then i got shin splints and so i'm back to like the only cardio i'm doing is soccer on mondays and then i play i play pick up basketball two or three times a week um which That's is a lot. It's pretty good. Enjoyable because I don't know. Just running on the treadmill is awful. No, I hate it. Yeah, it hurts my knees worse than running outside. Yeah, um, but running outside hurts other stuff. So it just sucks. Sucks. It's the worst. Yeah, uh, especially ten miles. God. Um. No. Uh. Things are good here. Had a nice Valentine's Day. Took the wife out. Had some raw oysters, which is always one of my favorite things. Uh huh. Especially on Valentine's night. Someone commented. I, all I did was post a picture of my beautiful wife with the oysters in front of her. So happy Valentine's Day to the lady that keeps this this ship on course. And uh, they're like, ooh, oysters. Watch out, Mrs. Smith. I didn't even realize oysters were, are they, I guess, an aphrodisiac? Yeah, supposed to be. Uh, right. Okay. <clears throat> well, we're, we're keeping things PG, so we won't say yeah. if they were or not. Uh, but they were so <laughs> yeah. um yeah so no we had a great weekend then then oh we had we had this 
freaking cold snap come in Saturday morning out of nowhere. I mean, Aaron was like, it's going to be cold. And I was like, oh, okay. It was, I went and got uh, donuts for the kids Saturday morning and kolaches. And this is like at 630. And it's like 45 degrees outside. And then the temperature started dropping. Henry had a soccer game at 8 a.m. Freaking sleeting while they're playing soccer. And the sleet was just coming down and hitting these kids in the face. It looked like a completely miserable existence to be out there uh, in that. So it's good for their character. I guess, dude. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy watching it because it was freaking cold as balls. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got plenty but, of character. You don't need that crap anymore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but I did take, we, I picked up Joe, our, our puppy. She just turned one this weekend. So it was nice to have a, a dog in the house for three or four days again. Uh, How is really her? Kind of, as she doing? Is she look? I don't hate her as much anymore. That, yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> like I, that dog and I did not get along. She's been at training for like four months, and uh, it's like night and day. Like I don't even put her in the kennel at night. She just sleeps in the bed like a normal, uh, not in our bed, on a bed in our room. So I, I'm like trusting her a little more. She didn't have any accidents in the house. Didn't get spanked. Uh, although she's real weird, she when she's happy, she does this thing and shows her teeth, like smiles. And it's real off-putting. And uh, she ran across the street to these these people that were walking their dogs, neighbors. And I was like, ah, she looks like she's going to, like, attack their dog. But she's really smiling. And I was telling the lady, I was like, she's not, like, being aggressive. That's just her way of saying hi. And I was, she's like, it's making my dog real nervous. And I was like, I'm so well, sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, it is like a, <laughs> she it's looks like a totally natural aggressive. cue of aggressive, aggression, yeah. for sure. I was like, oh, Joe, I wish you could that. But, um. So, so my wife has had this habit, uh, apparently since she was a kid, her mother and her used to conspire to bring home animals. (laughs) She did it to us, uh, when we were first married and we were living in Oklahoma, finishing up, I was finishing up law school and she was finishing up her undergrad degree pre-kids. She shows up one day, we were home for the summer down in the Corpus area and, uh, she had decided to randomly visit the damn pound and saw this litter of lab mutts that had to have been part chow because she had a black tongue she shows up and she shows up she shows up with this awful little lab mix rescue you know baby puppy like i don't know 12 16 weeks old something like that Mm -hmm. uh she got what she deserved because it vomited uh regurgitated feces on her lap on the way home you know like they were this litter was crapping all over its that own kennel and she went it. to rescue a puppy and she got what she deserved when it vomited shit on her lap when you bring home a terrible awful rescue that was like gonna be put down that day so it had already been you know institutionalized probably had parvo too. to your husband without giving him you know no consultation i had actually in fact if i recall correctly she had brought it up and i was like i don't know i don't want a dog we don't need a dog no uh she did it anyway we had her dog i was still i was still uh, remember hurley i was still mm-hmm. mourning the loss of hurley and she thought that that was going to help so we'd take that terrible dog with us to uh tulsa and i did train it to retrieve and she did pretty good never had her in the field but she was good at playing fetch um we had her in an apartment one day it was like a second floor apartment with a first like a ground level entrance right so there was a staircase as soon as you walked in the door that went Mm -hmm. up to and it was like a newer apartment with tall ceilings so it was like a long staircase up to our apartment she ripped from the landing at the front door the carpet all the way into the living room the stair carpet like you know 
two and a half flights of stairs because of the size of these ceilings or or, like all the carpets piled in the middle of the living room um finally figured out that she was one of those super neurotic dogs that you had to kennel train or you know leave crated when you would leave and she was fine when we did that and then like a year later we move into a house closer to campus and she's been really good so we're thinking okay we can start letting her out and you know when we're just gonna be gone for 30 minutes 45 minutes that goes on for a few months and then one day that that place had they had taken in the garage and turned it into a, a bedroom little kind of game room thing with a loft one day we never went up in the loft she goes up there and finds like 15 piles of shit in the entire carpet covered in piss she'd been using that as a litter box when we weren't around <laughs> so uh i left it to her to deal with the situation <laughs> she got my dad to find somebody to take the dog off our hands uh so then you know we have ian and he's the best dog ever um he passed away had to put him down i guess in like 2018 or whatever and we were already planning on getting riley was asking my oldest was asking for a dog from the age of like four and she wanted like a cuddly lap dog well ian who did retrieving for us got put down so i kind of finagled my way into getting us that german short hair pointer yeah um they're intense so the first year was uh pretty touch and go but she's a really good dog we all love her to death last two years ago when i was getting ready for that marathon she decides i start getting pictures of golden retriever pups and i'm like what what are you doing no no (laughs) we have a dog yeah stop and i realized that if i don't intervene i'm gonna end up with a shitting golden retriever which i did not want so i started doing some research and i found this lady in wimberley that breeds like australian labradoodles um i mean those are labradoodles they invented the breed in australia so it's like according to the australian specification where a lot of people in the states are just like taking a poodle in a lab and breeding them and calling it labradoodle right anyway they're really expensive dogs but she has this program where if you'll take one of her like kind of hand selected pups and enter into this contract she gets to breed that dog three times you get the dog for free basically she covers all the breeding expenses etc etc you know, 15 pound, fluffy, soft little lap dog. The one we were supposed to get all along. So I was like, all right, we'll do that. Um, so right now we're down a dog because she's whelping pups. Mm. And last week I get this text from Ash and it's a Facebook ad for a German wire haired pointer that some group out of Austin is trying to get adopted. And I called her and I was like, What's up with the picture? Cute dog. <laughs> We've been down this road before. And she's already like, you know, playing it up. And I'm like, are, are you, F, are you not like the, I mean, <laughs> the strain <laughs> that, that, that our German short hair put on our family and our marriage when we first moved to the hill country cannot be understated. Like yeah. this woman, you're almost made like us get rid of dog. that dog two or three times. No, right. not at all. She does now. The dog is, yeah. she's great now. She's still intense, but she's a really good dog. She knows her place. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I, I, we have four children. She and I make six human beings. We have a German short hair pointer. That's seven living creatures, a Australian labradoodle. That's eight, a cat. That's nine and a horse. That's 10 living creatures that we are responsible for. And she wants a third dog. I was like, you, you're insane. You have lost your mind. <laughs> I don't even know where you're coming from on this. 
thankfully i was able to thwart it but i'm worried that i'm not gonna be able to hold it off very long it was a cool looking dog though yeah yeah man (laughs) no i uh but it does suck not having at least one dog in the house is now now i took jojo the the one-year-old back to training today bell died in uh december yeah and now we're back to i walk in the door after i drop her off i'm like oh we're back to this freaking boring stuff of no dog coming to greet you life's better with dogs i don't know about a cat though dude i don't it's kind of i'm out on that cleaning a litter box which your child lab mix turned your loft into right uh no i'm out um moving on though we have we have an 11 year old for that it's her cat (laughs) uh what do you want to get into today? There's plenty. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you to uh, to get the Spygate update. <clears throat> do what? Spygate update? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, clearly, uh, I'm well versed on it. Well, let's 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 follow up on the freedom convoy because there's freedom? not a whole whole lot there. Yeah, right. Uh, and maybe save the uh, Spygate update for last. Okay. Uh, yeah, so since we last spoke uh, with our friend Colton, right? Col- Colton Dooley. Clinton yeah, Col- Dooley. Clinton, Clinton, thank you. Yep. Um, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister, has enacted something called Is the emergency. Is there a more feminine human being on the face of the planet than that douche? Dude, there's nothing about that man that is likable. Nothing. Man, like he really how like, do people vote for that guy? Like he doesn't inv- evoke like any sense of like leadership qualities. Like he's a feminine dude. Douche. So I, I need to look this up, but if I'm not mistaken, they he don't vote the for the prime. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll get to that in a second. In these in these parliamentary you know, these parliamentary countries, England, the UK, or I'm sorry, the UK, Canada, Australia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're voting believe... on party lines. Is that what it is? I don't think the position of prime minister is up for vote by the people. They vote for these ministers, right? And then the so like the party that ends up. So what they did last fall, we talked about this, was they had a snap election. First of all, they don't have a regularly scheduled election. The party in power is basically a kind of a dictatorship, but run by a group, right? Um, so they get to call. I think they can do it. I think it's like at least once every like six years, they can host hold a nationwide election, um, but they can do it as soon as like four or it might be like three and four or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they held a snap election because he knew they knew that their popularity was beginning to tank because of these mostly, you know, ridiculous COVID restrictions. Right. So they held a snap election this past fall rather than I believe it was due like man, like deadline was this next year, this year like this next fall. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, like I said, he didn't get elected prime minister. His party retained power and he's the de facto leader of the party. So like then the party member, the, the ministers of parliament then select him as prime minister. I believe that's how that works. Okay. Um, I'll dig it up and put it in the show notes. And if I'm wrong, I'll clarify it next call. Um so I'm pretty sure that's how that works. So to, the, to your question, they don't. They don't elect him. He gets elected from a certain territory, a hyper-leftist, progressive, communist area. Toronto. Yeah, th- something. Uh, I don't know if it's Toronto. I, I... No, it is. Toronto's the biggest city in Canada, and I'm sure 
uh, Montreal probably has a lot of sway in that as well. Let's see. The prime minister is chosen by a vote of the members of government. The prime minister can, can keep their job as long as they are a member of parliament and have the support of the government. Hmm. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So he's, he's not directly elected. So where is Trudeau from? The depths of hell. Okay, so he was born in Ottawa. So, yeah, he would be... Uh, you know, he, he would be elected, therefore, within... Um, what is the name of that province? Ottawa is in... Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Wherever Ottawa is. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is some great reporting. No, I mean, we're, I'm, getting the, I'm getting the broad strokes right here. <laughs> All right, anyway... Yeah, I so, don't want to get lost in the minutia here. Right. So 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 the main the main point is he, he doesn't get elected for that job. Yeah. He gets elected at a more local level, like the way our representatives get elected, right? Which is how you get like an AOC who's a straight up commie, because she's from a district in New York of a bunch of commies when is, the country is, is that, not or commie. is it that they just like her tits? <laughs> Can it be both? It can be both. I mean, two we're things, two things we're going to call true. a spade a spade. Sorry, AOC. It's uh, you know, you're not horribly bad looking. You're not horribly intelligent either. Uh, neither are the people in your district apparently, but they do like a nice rack. So there you go. Yeah, she was in Texas yesterday. Yeah, I heard. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah, this week. Yeah. Uh, campaigning for some super radical leftist pieces of human trash uh that are running for congressional seats in texas yeah. in and San she made the claim Antonio, that i believe she made the claim that texas will inevitably turn blue it's inevitable because she knows that progressivism is a virus that eventually infects everybody well <sighs> not everybody i heard ivermectin works for that but anyway mm. <clears throat> um so the prime minister justin trudeau enacted uh it, they're, they have on the books something called the Emergencies Act, which allows them to basically, you know, initiate martial law in the event of terroristic threats to their homeland, et cetera, et cetera. Like, Ter terroristic. Yes. Threats. These guys are being determined to be, you know, holding the country, certainly the city of Ottawa hostage. And so he against I didn't so, see any buildings burning down or people. uh looting or rioting did you see that no huh. no no not at all and i also don't remember him instituting that during mm -hmm. the rioting and burning and looting of 2020 which was happening i i don't i assume that antifa was burning stuff up in canada but i don't know if uh, we can make that assumption i never heard about yeah. any stuff going on i mean i just assume that antifa everywhere likes to burn stuff but you know you're well right. they do it's but i also <laughs> like to burn stuff because I'm a dude, uh, not full buildings. of testosterone. I just like watching shit burn. Right, but you don't like burning people's businesses down. I mean, like a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> S'mores, maybe? So uh, this, was, this decision was against, uh, how many are there? There's, um, there are 10 provinces in Canada, right? Each province has its own um, premier, which is like, so, so Governor everything. Maybe? Kind of everything I just outlined, right? Like they, they vote for parliament, right? And so there's multiple different uh, ministers 
from from each individual uh, province, right? And so the ministers of say uh, Quebec or uh, Ontario or Alberta, then they vote for a premier that's like you said, kind of the governor of that uh, province. province, right? So five of the ten premiers tried to block this move. Half of the country basically tried to say, no, we don't want to exercise this authoritarian power. The result of it has been that they have uh, criminalized like this Give Sin Go company we mentioned last week. Yeah. it's They can now like confiscate funding. They can shut off banking. Um, they can make it a crime to try to send money to these guys. Yeah, no, they're um, called terrorists. Yeah. They've, they've, they're, they've said they're going to freeze the truckers' bank accounts, Chisholm, and also yeah. suspend their insurance sort of for their trucking. So basically, they can't work. Right. Revoke um, their licenses, suspend their insurance. It's funny because some of the things he rambled off, like they're basically going to nationally take over the towing companies that refuse to help them. Yeah. Because they're in solidarity, right? Well, they're going to have to do something if they're actually going to break this up. You know, well, you already you asked hundreds of 18 wheelers right you, you already asked and the tow truck company said no even though you have a governmental contract with them they're like no so what are you gonna do you're gonna send in the mounties to take over the tow truck companies to then haul out the trucks like he's basically put himself in a position where he's hoping by simply starving them fun you know economically that they'll bow down um i didn't get the sense from clinton and going on over three weeks of this, I don't get the sense just generally that these dudes are ready to do that. Um, my guess would be there's some of them that are real, willing to go to jail or worse uh, over this cause, or they wouldn't have be still still be there, right? They're going to lose numbers, though. I mean, that's inevitable. Like, these guys can't – some <clears> of them have got to back, get back to their families. Although, you know, some of them probably are like uh, Clinton. Like, well, I'll just run home, and then I'll come back. But will they let – if I'm the government and I'm trying to stop this, letting them back in would be, I wouldn't let them back in. Right. They, they've got to be planning on that. Like, no, I don't know how all that's playing out, but I would imagine like the end of the thing of the convoy, they've got to have blocked off. Be like, okay, we're not letting anyone else in. We can't let, let this thing keep growing. Dude, to me, I don't see how it, I, I don't see how Trudeau and the, authoritarians win uh without bloodshed unless the truckers were to cave and i don't see that happen yeah well, you know, uh, this I think is now a movement that... across the world this happened in right uh australia yes. austria well the yep. places with the most dude it's happening in israel severe lockdowns or... yep people are tired of it yeah i mean these people have been i you know it's so cool to see it coming from canada i think we kind of touched on this with clinton but like we've been looking at canada as like a harbinger of woke hell to come for us. And so like, I'm so thankful to see them saying enough of this crap. Um, so I, you know, at the end of the day, I guess we'll see how serious are you Trudeau? Dude, I saw this video of him. I don't know when it was recorded, man. I, I clearly pre all of this drama, maybe even before uh, COVID, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I saw this video earlier this week of Justin Trudeau in like a small setting. It was a bunch of women. He must have been speaking to some women's group. Was he in blackface? Because he likes to do that. No, not this time. He, he okay. was he was sans blackface for this particular clip. Um, 
but he's talking to like a I don't know, a hundred women in kind of a small look like really just like a restaurant or a bar. So the same sex as him. <laughs> I don't know. These all look like real women. He doesn't look, oh. he looks, he looks like an androgynous. Uh, they, <laughs> they, he certainly talks like one. Yeah. So they asked him what country he most uh, envies or admire. I think admires was the word. I'm going to do guess. I haven't, I haven't heard this, but I'm going to throw out two guesses. China or Cuba has to be the answer. <laughs> I'm so glad that you threw Cuba in there. Did you know that it is rumored and widely speculated that his mother had an affair with Fidel Castro? Huh. Did you know that? Well, that, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was known to have had an affair with Mick Jagger because he says it. Hmm. Yeah. So she's a whore. Yeah. Yeah, a commie loving whore. And guess what? Her son's a commie. So you were right with the first guess. I'm just so glad you threw Cuba in there. China. The man says China. And he says, and I know that's sort of surprising, maybe to some of you being that they're technically a dictatorship. But, you know, because they're a dictator, and, you know, I certainly support democracy, but, you know, because Xi is an you know, authoritarian dictator over the largest nation on the planet. They're able to push through environmental changes that we just aren't able to get the support for in a dem democracy like ours. So I admire the ability of dictators to force shit is straight up what the man said this week. Saw it with my own eyes. I saw it this week. I don't know when the video was from. I, like I said, okay. I think it was I think it was well before this trucker convoy thing. And it may have even been, you know, pre pandemic. I don't know for sure. Either way, even let's say it was two or three years ago. He was just telling us what he would do when this came around. Right. So the good news is, I think I also saw that he's currently polling at like a 17% approval rating across Canada. Yeah. That this has just destroyed him. Um, when you watch him, he's desperate and sad and pathetic. Uh, he has very little energy left. One of my favorite podcasts that's like, well, it's the Weinstein. Well, it's it's Brett Weinstein, the guy who got um, shunned by that super lefty university in Oregon for saying he was going to show up to work when he was told not to because he was white. Yeah, he's a Jew and all that. He and his wife Heather have this really cool podcast. Um, they're the Jews have never been persecuted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just like off the cuffs refers to him at one point as that duplicitous Kendall, hmm. uh, and I just like. I'm like cracking up at just the way he said it. And his wife, Heather, who's been the show with him, like it stopped the whole show down, like the duplicitous Ken doll. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. He's a, uh, he's just except actually Ken dolls these days are jacked. Oh, I mean, I'm sure Which that he spends, that? I bet he spends way more time exercising uh, than he does reading. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of folks that I've, I've heard, talking about him that are sort of connected into Canadian politics. Uh, some of them were Canadian themselves who are saying much like they say about Gavin Newsom. Remember the guy, remember the guy who went on Rogan um, who wrote that San Francisco book about the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So remember when he talked about how like his contacts within the governor's office say Gavin Newsom's just not a very smart, not a very intellectually curious guy. He's just mm -hmm. literally a puppet. He's yeah. a handsome face that manages to get elected. And then he spouts whatever he's told these Canadians say the same thing about Trudeau. He's just 
a dyed in the wool, born and raised lefty whose mom had an affair with Fidel Castro, who, you know, knows all the PC buzzwords and, you know, some other cabal of actually, you know, you know, evil genius lefty types are the ones pulling the string. He has no brain that thinks for itself, which is obvious because his only criticism of this entire trucker convoy so far has been they're racist. He literally rambled off. This was this past week or two last week, maybe he goes, we have no place in Canada for the racist, misogynist, homophobic, transphobic, uh, and, um, uh, 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 whatever that word that means, like, you know, fear of people from xenoph xenophobic uh, mm. actions and rhetoric we've seen from this trucker. Conference. That's what Biden called Trump when he enacted the, tri uh, the China travel ban xenophobic. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all he has to say about them is a whole bunch. Even of though the virus came from China. Nonsense. Like there's there's no not only is there no evidence like I mean, we talked about with Clinton last week, like half of these truckers that are involved in this protest are Sikh Indian guys. Yeah. Immigrants. Yeah. He said it was a melting pot and that uh, Canada, much like the U.S., is cultural, as cultur uh, culturally diverse as is anywhere on the planet. Like it, it yeah. is. That's what their population is. Um, it's laughable. So did you know that Give, Send, Go is a Christian site? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they, <laughs> well, first they, they did away with the Go, uh, GoFundMe deal. Uh, which go which go fund me was like we're just going to give away the money no you're not it's not your money to give away uh but so gibson go they had their site taken i guess i don't think it's a canadian it's an american company how they had their site taken down i don't know but the truckers page got hacked and did you know that twitter allowed the list of contributors like people who've made a financial donation to the truckers they allow that information on their site. Yeah, man. Despite uh, saying that we don't allow hacked information. Prime example, when the crackhead Hunter Biden's laptop, all that stuff was leaked, they removed it. So we don't allow hacked information, which they consider that hacked. Now we actually have uh, an entire page site hacked. All of these people their names listed on there and Twitter's like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we don't, we don't count that. How can what? How does that even make sense? We don't count Dude. it unless it's conservatives and then F you. I mean, the level speaking of the word duplicity, man, the level of duplicity that the left has uh, put on since the start of this is <laughs> I can't even understand how people don't catch on. Like, how's there anybody left? They can't see the hypocrisy of the way that the media in this country covered the riots of 2020 versus the way they're covering this, right? Yeah. The way that they can lie and shill for masking kids. Look, the, the Super Bowl, all oh, of God, these, dude. all of these entertainers and politicians at the Super Bowl, 70,000 something people with no masks. And the very next day, Gavin Newsom doubles down on masking kids. The mayor of D.C. last week, the mayor of D.C. No, Monday. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I saw that. All these kids have to go to school with masks on. And yet there's 70,000 people, a lot of them celebrities, parting their asses off in L.A. for the Super Bowl. Indoors. Yeah, yeah. in D.C. And this was almost a, a win. This week, they eliminated all mask and vaccine mandates. D.C. Mm. 
has eliminated vaccine mandates. That tells you what direction this thing is headed, right? Yet. So now you can go to a bar or even a strip club, unmasked and unvaccinated, but the children of DC's public schools still have to be masked. And they're like, the ones that are the least susceptible to uh, a severe dude, COVID case. The Hunter so. Biden thing, to your point, the doxing of anybody that's remotely conservative or supporting a dude huh. in Canada, the Canadian broadcasting company or whatever system, the, their, their government run mm -hmm. propaganda arm <laughs> said that the word freedom has been conscripted by the right wing. Uh, and, mm. and is, is like, uh, I don't remember exactly what it said, but, but basically they're saying that like, be aware and scared of anybody who uses the word freedom. Do you think that the slaves, uh shied away from that word in the 1860s when they were seeking that exact thing right no do you, and, do you think that and, and what and what they would say would be how ridiculous of you to dare compare i saw or i heard um <laughs> what's his name from cnn dude the guy that does the media watchdog show that's the most he's worse than trudeau when it comes to being an effeminate jackass but um well don lemon comes to mind but you would know who that was so yeah no the guy that does the sunday show that like brian stelter brian Stelter. oh yeah like why that man has a job on television is completely beyond me but he played this clip of of um the daily show guy um mocking one of these truckers they found a trucker who said something like you know, he basically compared having to, you know, provide your vaccine papers the same as the way the Nazis treated the Jews. And they just mocked it. And, you know, Trevor Noah's like, this is why it's bad that people don't read oh, anymore. Yeah. And then they cut back to Stelter and he's laughing, like clearly fake laughing like that was real funny. And it's like, dude, if you if you did read a book about how the Nazis did what they did in the 30s, it literally started just like this. It's not hyperbole, man. Just because nobody's in a gas chamber yet, they didn't go straight to the gas chambers then. They started by brainwashing an entire generation of citizens to believe that Jews were literally disease-carrying, dirty, unclean. Yeah. Right? The, 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 the goal was the pursuit of the master race, the master Aryan race, which Jews were not a part of. Sorry, Whoopi, but they were. Right, but, they, but to prove, to show why, they, they demonized these people, like I said, literally as disease-carrying, mm -hmm. right? Treacherous right? Uncompliant. They did the same thing to the Jews that they're doing to the unvaxxed. The leftists are doing to the unvaxxed, right? So it's not a stretch to say that. I don't remember how I got off on my tangent. But. So I want to play this because this <clears throat> is the mindset and this is from uh, Deputy Prime Minister uh, Christia Freeland. I guess she is like right underneath uh, Trudeau as far as the totalitarian party in power in Canada. But this is her talking about what they will do. It's, and this is part of the Emergency Orders Act, which, dude, like that act in Canada's lawmaking history, whatever, it was initially designed for times of war. Like if we're getting attacked on our own soil. So right. <laughs> now we're talking about peaceful truckers being this is being used against them. But this is what she had to say. Immediate effect under the Emergencies Act authorizing Canadian financial institutions to temporarily cease providing financial services 
where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupations. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. Federal government institutions will have a new broad authority to share relevant information with banks and other financial service providers to ensure that we can all work together to put a stop to the funding of these illegal blockades. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. We are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your semi-trailers home. The Canadian economy needs them to be doing legitimate work, not to be illegally making us all poorer. One thing, and I'm going to let you react, but I want to say the, the first thing that I find ironic is how the totalitarian party is using the term occupation. Like, well, that's what Germany actually did. Other countries was occupy them. These people are protesting peacefully. And now we're going to take the, the this is the most egregious thing. I, I don't think I could. You would expect this to happen in a third world country run by a dictator, right? This is the face of, of fascism. We're going to freeze your bank accounts. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's not even hiding it. No. Well, I mean, th they're this pr is they're proud of it, dude. First of all, we've talked about this. They project everything, right? They they claim the right is the authoritarians. They're the authoritarians. The right is about freedom, not authoritarianism. There is a fringe minority on the right that is about authoritarianism. Nobody listens to them. They don't have the support of the, of the right. Unfortunately, the center of gravity on the left has shifted all the way to Maoism, right? So anyway, they project. <clears throat> they, they cannot be... They're so obsessed with their progress that they cannot be thwarted. And anybody who attempts to thwart them or slow their progress and their quest for utopia must be destroyed. Dude, the best quote ever is when Trudeau said, and I think we played it a few weeks ago. The question is, should, will we, can we, should we, or something tolerate these people? Right. In our society. I mean, have you seen where, have you seen the clip where Bill Maher calls him a douchebag and says he sounds like Hitler? No. Yeah, last weekend, Marr played that clip and broke it down. And he's like, can we tolerate these people? That sounds like Hitler. That sounds yeah. like a Nazi. Bill Marr was saying that, right? And the people, this lady who clearly was, must have been a leftist, she's like, I, yeah, yeah, he probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't actually heard that. Hmm. Well, yeah, I wonder, like you hadn't heard that. We played that on, yeah. on the show a month ago. Uh, the, the lady that was the host, that was the, that was the guest that I think was probably trying to defend all the policies. Like, you know, when you listen to it, there's no defending that. Yeah. None. Tolerate. Your, these Can you your tolerate your fellow citizens? You're supposed to be the party of tolerance, you jackass. Yeah. That's, I mean, that goes back to my point about projection, right? 
They claim tolerance. They claim, claim inclusion and diversity. So the question back to them is, well, can you tolerate, can you tolerate my intolerance? You claim, you claim I'm intolerant, mm -hmm. but you're of tolerance. So can you tolerate my intolerance? Well, no, you know can't. what? And if you say no, then you're a racist. That's their, that's their fallback every time. That's right. You're a racist. Well, then if you say you're not a racist, you're a racist. You're white. Yep. You're a racist. So. Um, meme of the week, real quick, and then we're going to get into Spygate. But I, wanted, I don't want to forget this. <laughs> this is great. It's time for the meme of the week. Brought to you by Pfizer. Uh, Stacey Abrams. And this is actually great, I think, that she's trying to run for governor in Georgia because there's no way she's going to win. Her, her latest thing on her Twitter this week is there, her stupid smiling mug unmasked, which if you saw the picture of her with the kids last week in their classroom, she's not wearing a mask, but all the kids are. Uh, and she's actually at high risk because she's obese. <laughs> Probably diabetic. Uh, doesn't take care of herself. So anyway... That was ironic to see the person of the highest risk of a bad COVID infection unmasked with all these kids that are going to have the sniffles, maybe, or be asymptomatic. Uh, this is on her Twitter, and it's her face. And Georgia's got a fighter for the Latinx community. That's her? I haven't seen that one. So yeah, she... dude, this is her Twitter. This is what she put out on her Twitter feed, uh, Feb 15th, 22. And Georgia's got a fighter for the Latinx community. Huh? So she you, made her own meme. We've, that's I, like yeah, ridiculous. I mean, it's just no. It's not even really a meme. It's just her claiming that she's the fighter for the Latinx community. Right now, uh, now and, it's a meme because how ironic is that? Like, uh, right. Four percent. How four percent of Hispanics Latin, identify as Latinx, or which even is a made-up word that should be made up and made used. Yeah, but she stands for them. So cool. Good for you. She's the fighter for that they've always wanted. <sighs> They're so out of touch. It's insane, dude. Did you know that over in Europe, man, she has at no, no chance point, of winning. at no point in Europe did they shut down schools, and at no point in and I'm talking about basically every country across Europe, they didn't shut down schools, and they never made kids wear masks. They're looking at this debate that we're still having two years into this nonsense, and thinking, what is wrong with you people? There's literally articles. I'm looking at RealClearPolitics.com right now, and one of these articles. Europeans shocked by Dems' cruel child ma child masking rules. That's like they never been... made kids wear masks. Huh. No, because they knew all along that was stupid and not dude. Kids weren't dying from it, so why make them wear masks? Kids aren't going to wear them right, so there's no point in making them wear masks. They had to have shut down schools when the, the masks don't work for anybody unless you're wearing started. it. No, they didn't. Like in dude. Italy, when certain, all the maybe old people certain, were dying, maybe certain countries. I'm telling you, man. I'm sure they did. But that's mind blowing that if even if they did shut down schools for a, a month or whatever, that they when they came back, they never made the kids wear masks. So Italy closed down schools until March 15th. This was back at that time. They may have well, shut Italy them down was like, like the epicenter that one. They may have shut them. They may have shut some school down the end of that semester that it hit March 15th. They were is all like open it, back up 20 in, in you know fall of 2020 with no masks okay well we opened back up i think our kids i don't remember if our kids had to wear a mask or not but we did i know they did in-home learning the first two weeks of the school year and then they went back to school and it might have been mask might have been mandatory i don't remember 
Yeah, it looks like they closed the schools at least for that kind of initial, you know, phase. But but you would when think they did come back, they didn't require masks. You would think that Europe would be like the ones that were imposing draconian things on our children. But no, it's Democrats in America, the land of the free. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking at a, an article from the Sun, which is a UK newspaper. Talking, I mean, it's showing pictures of kids like spaced out in when the schools returned, but they still didn't, uh, they didn't have masks on. Yeah. Well, masks don't work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So they and shut them the down. And they shut admits them, it. They shut them down in mid March and they were all back in school in September of that year, that 2020 year with no masks. So, so prediction time. Uh, it's going to, it's going to come back that, and, and you'll see this on MSNBC and CNN. And it'll be some inflammatory headline. You'll definitely see it in like the Washington Post, but it'll be something like, remember when Trump made everyone wear masks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll we've got, we've got, we've got two more years before presidential politics start back up. And uh, I'll double down on my prediction that Trump will be blamed for everything, all of the havoc and destruction that the COVID pandemic response caused. Uh, they'll blame him both for the, the deaths but then they'll also blame him for the drug addiction and the suicides and the economic destruction, you know, and the uh, entire generation of kids who have been traumatized by this and all that stuff. Uh, and they're also going to be throwing Hillary Clinton all the way under the bus between now and then. Um, so we're moving on to Spygate. Yeah, we're about to. Let's touch on leftist school, <laughs> leftist indoctrination of schools real quick too. Did you see that three? school board leftist school board members in san francisco were recalled like actually officially uh affirmatively recalled yesterday i did for mishandling yeah. the pandemic response oh for all kinds of stuff dude <laughs> the re the reason the reasons why de de depend on what article you read about. do you think that those three people somehow got their fingers in a little bit of that homeless homeless money somehow all that all those millions of dollars that just oh they're getting there. they're getting some kind of illegal funding yeah i mean one of the main complaints against them was how badly they mismanaged the budget like that's a that's a school district with god knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars to spend and yet they're broke and all of their facilities are dilapidated and falling apart right my uh my high school one of my best friends from high school lives in san francisco and he has a i think it's a 800 square foot house two bedroom and it's they pay like 1.3 million dollars for it. It's disgusting, man. To live in that in that place. Does it come with a there. does it come with a human pooper scooper? Jeez, dude. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and they, they it, took and these it was three, built in the 1930s too. Oh, there's don't forget that too. <laughs> they took these three down. Of course, the calls for their recall were labeled racist, right wing conspiracy attacks. Um, but at the end of the day. The people of San Francisco, that 70% of the voters yesterday voted for their removal. 70%. In San Francisco, that so tells gone. you they're done. how out of control these three were. Yeah, they're gone. They're officially no longer on the school board. Mm. Um, but so they, they closed all the schools and, you know, hell, I don't even know to this day if they've reopened them. Uh, if they are open, they're certainly requiring like masking or at the you know, threat of suspension. Um, but simul sort of simultaneous to, well, I guess it was because of the summer of 2020 and George Floyd, right? 
they decided they needed to change the name of 44 schools across the district. Uh, so they like, you know, most of the people who were agitated against them were like, why would you throw this ridiculous monkey wrench into our school district? At the same time, you're barring kids from coming to school instead of working on solving how to get our kids back in school. You're worried about, dude, changing the name of Abe Lincoln Elementary or whichever. I don't remember what level of school it was, but they were going to try to change the name of a school named after Abe Lincoln, after George Washington, even after Barbara Boxer, the longtime senator. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Diane Feinstein, the longtime senator from that area, because well, I guess there used to be a Confederate flag outside of a, the California, like the San Francisco City Hall. And she like earmarked some money to it wasn't it was like on display. Right. And back in like 1981, maybe when she was mayor or something, she had, you know, earmarked a little bit of money to preserve this flag, which was part of their history. And they wanted to change the name of leftist Senator Diane Feinstein school. Uh, there was enough just furor over the last two years. They didn't end up getting a single name change. All those names are still where they are. Uh, and fast forward to today, you know, like if you look at CNN, they won't say all they'll say is, you know, it's racist people who wanted these people removed, but they ignore the fact that they're, you know, doing the whole critical race theory indoctrination in these schools. Who's more racist than Abe Lincoln? Right. Honest yep. Abe. Yep. Uh, did you see, and, and all I saw was just a clip on Instagram, but, um, it was I. It was an Iowa high school where they still have a mask mandate, and the kids were told mask up or go home, and like half of the high school just walked out. Yeah, good. For and them. a lot of the staff, thank God, was applauding them, good. telling them good job, good for you, stand up for what you believe in. Well, and that's young what people, I, young people standing up. That <clears throat> gives me hope, dude. Listen, at this point, it's so funny, dude. Again, that the left tries to claim they're the party of protests and they're the party of, of you know social revolutions right and and liberal principles of, of freedom right and then they're the ones that demand this compliance this at this point the masking of kids in schools across this country is about one thing and one thing only and that is brainwashing kids to be compliant that's all this is about yeah it's got nothing to do with health because the cdc has told us that crazy chinese communist lady on cnn has told us dr leanna Wynn, these masks don't do shit and uh eight months ago she was saying you need to wear three masks so yeah well maybe three does do something <laughs> keeps you from breathing <laughs> so if you can't breathe you probably can't catch or spread the virus anyway another quickie uh speaking of kids and and <laughs> and covid uh pfizer withdrew their emergency use authorization for uh six month old to five year old kids we talked about that last See that yeah. that they withdrew it yeah we that talked just happened about that. No, we talked about that they had submitted it. Oh, okay. They just withdrew it like two days ago. They formally withdrew their application they had submitted to the FDA for that approval. Yeah, but we talked last week. We talked about the fact that they were doing that because they had no science, no scientific we did? data. Oh wow! Yes, dude. Okay, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. For, well, scratch that. Moving on. We did. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, this. Hey, I, I've got something that's more related to like the other show that I do, but. I think it's important to bring this up. Did you see that? Okay, this go back to April of 2021. Biden said 
that he was going to and and he ran on i mean he he mentioned this in his campaign he wanted to hold firearm manufacturers responsible yeah for mass shooting deaths so he so he actually this is one thing that i can say oh the man actually did what he said he was going to do where he removed that protection from firearm manufacturers which they were previously protected by law well the sandy hook families just settled with remington for i it was undisclosed how much money they got but millions and millions of dollars so now anytime there's a mass shooting whatever guns were used to perpetrate that god awful devious act the the company is now held responsible for that meanwhile Pfizer immune from <laughs> being held responsible for their vaccines. Is that not effing mind blowing? I mean, uh, and, and the Pfizer connection is just ironic. It's funny how right. insane that is. But I mean, the goal here is to put firearm manufacturers out of business. If they are, are liable to be sued anytime someone commits a crime with their weapon, there's there's no there's no the end game is bye bye. No more gun making for you. You know and. Who's to say that, and this may sound like a conspiracy, but it isn't, right? Who's to say the government doesn't have these people intentionally say, hey, here's three Mossberg ARs, go out and do your thing, and we'll take care of your family for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Oh, and also, right. you'll be all over CNN. Right. Yeah. So are you sure that he's actually struck that down? Because I just Googled it while you were talking, and all I saw was that he was claiming he would. Well, no, he, I don't even know how that, I mean, that's a, that's he a legislative. To, he, did. he had to have done it because they, they, Remington just settled. This is the first time ever. It's unprecedented. Unprecedented. Never yeah, I know, but they may have chose to settle because of the political pressure. I mean, we happen to know that the, uh, the board of directors for, um, who is it? Uh, man, that guy from BHA that's, oh, Ryan Bussey. Yeah, but what, what 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 gun manufacturer is he on? He worked for Kimber for a long time. He's he no longer does. I mean, he just wrote that book about uh, how the gun industry radicalized America and that the gun industry is racist and all this other <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and that was the chairman of the board of of uh, BHA. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Well, my point is, I just googled it, and all I thought, saw was his calls for that. Mm -hmm. Remington could very well. Remington declared bankruptcy in july of 2020 uh, i'm aware so where did they even a come up with 76 million dollars for this settlement is that what I, they said it was we'll dig it up and we'll post it um yeah yeah so it was like 75 or 6 million dollars yeah yeah huh. anyway um the other My thing on, another thing on Pfizer did, did away with it but well yeah we'll i'll dig it up and put it in the show notes Fi pfizer also uh, has withdrawn its application for approval in India because the Indian government, India's regulatory body of these things, uh, was demanding a, a local uh, trial, clinical trial, mm. uh, which they require of any drug. They don't just take like an FDA approval. They say, okay, you're going to run your own, you're going to run a clinical trial under our terms. And they were like, yeah, no, we're good. Bailed. <laughs> so guess... <laughs> In we don't neither, want you to see what the results could be. In neither China nor India, the two largest companies on the uh, countries on the planet, ground zero for COVID, mm. are Pfizer shots available or any mRNA shots at all? Did you know that? Did you know that Chinese people 
can't get an mRNA shot for this virus. That's incredible. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Why, why would China... China's very smart, to their credit. Why would China give money to American-backed companies? They're not. What they do is they buy those companies, and then they own us. So why would China be like, oh, yeah, we wanna, we're going to give Pfizer. We're, we have the most people in the world. What is it, 1.5 billion? What are they, how many people do they have? Something Think about like how many doses. Everyone gets three. Just off the bat, you already signed up for the no, first two No, that's true. They have their booster. own vaccine. I think it's a traditional, yeah. um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, whatever the hell you call it, traditional vaccine. They have made, they haven't gotten to where they are by giving away business. Well, that's a lot less. They uh, swallow it up. That's a lot less devious explanation, so it may be right. But I just assume it's because they know mRNA vaccines are going to kill a bunch of people. Wow, I wouldn't. But the Chinese, I would think China would like to kill people. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But they probably want to do it on their own dime. You're probably right. They probably are like, let's just let the virus do its thing. Uh, If we need to, we'll just shoot a bunch of people. And (laughs) that way we don't have to give any money to a american company uh, did we talk about the uh the theater though of the opening ceremonies of the olympics where they had so what is the um the muslim sect that they're like committing genocide against the right uyghurs now? the uyghurs and so as a political ploy they had a uyghur light the flame at the opening ceremonies did you know that like yeah, oh no no that. we're not we're not killing them here look at look at this uyghur he's right. we love him so much he's Representing all of China, lighting the flame to open the games, which, by the way, are tanking down 60% from the last Olympics, which makes me yeah, so happy. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> Darn shame. Spygate. Spygate. <coughs> and I want to start, I want to start, you cough there. Um, I want to start this off by saying, what would, if I went to my woke brother right now and said, what do you think about Spygate? What do you, what do you think? That the typical, and let's not even say hardcore liberal, let's just say the typical Biden voter would say about this. Because I guarantee you, if I went to him right now, his response would be like, big deal. I mean, my first guess would be he wouldn't know anything about it. Um, My second guess would be if anybody does pay even slight attention to the, you know, the, the news and and they're of the you know milieu you just described they're probably getting their news from the times and cnn and so what they would say would be dude that's just politics it was six years ago who cares yeah um, I feel like you're and maybe exactly even throw right. in there something about how that's just a conspiracy theory because and right now if you google this stuff <laughs> my understanding is and i didn't see this but i understand cnn spent two minutes on it this week which was two yeah. more minutes than MSNBC spent on it. <laughs> so yeah. maybe CNN is doing the news again. Chisel, maybe there's hope. They reported on it. I saw a headline earlier today that said something like, uh, you know, Fox News uh, is running wild with Clinton uh, spygate conspiracy or something like that. Dude, okay. You, you don't think Hillary is going to run again? I mean, I think she has every intent of running again. But I don't think they're going to let her. The more that this comes out, there's like there's no way in hell. Like yeah, they're not going to let her. She's an egomaniac. She's probably working on it, right? But man, this is where it gets so interesting. Like 
You ever think about the fact, dude, that, that John Durham works for uh, Merrick Garland in, in Biden's Justice Department? Like, they're letting this go on. They're letting him file these filings, right? Now, I understand he's like a special counsel, you know, assigned to administer this particular process. But I know when they had Mueller assigned to the original Russia hoax, I heard many times from people who I trust to know this sort of stuff that Trump could could have just fired him. And the only reason that he couldn't or wouldn't is because of it would have been a, just a, you know, political S show to do so. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, there was no actual, you know, veracity to any of those claims. And, and he had to admit it. Right. Uh, he tried to pretend that, well, I don't know for sure, but I can't I don't have anything to pin on him. Right. Uh, he being Mueller at the time. Right. But so, you know, if they could fire Mueller, I think they could fire this guy. Right. Well, or at least like prevent any of this from getting out, just like they did with uh, right. Jusane Maxwell. Censor him somehow, just d disappear him. I, I, I don't know. Right. But yet, you know, he's very deliberately. I think we talked about it when we did the analysis back, say, like September or October mm -hmm. of the initial indictment. That was where um, John Durham. I, I remember it was it was, I think, October. Maybe yeah. even November because I when we were having the pre-show meeting. I was driving to a deer lease, an hour and a half away, and I listened to a podcast of might have been Bongino. You sent me a link. You got to listen to this, and then yeah, that's yeah. I, I know heard. it was October because I was in Mississippi. Yeah, uh, for a conference. <clears throat> I was doing that one from a hotel room, and we were like, so, and we were like, we're gonna we're gonna table this because more is gonna come out. Well, freaking bombshell just came out. Right. Yeah. So. So he had charged an attorney named Michael Sussman with lying to the FBI. And what had happened was that he had been representing the Clinton campaign. He was coordinating, sort of playing quarterback for what is now being unveiled as this, you know, full-blown spying, whatever, political spying, whatever you want to call it, right? It wasn't like international espionage. It was like internal political espionage, right? But yeah, spying on Trump's internet traffic and phone calls um lying about the the nature of it right they tried to claim that this traffic between these russian banks and the trump tower servers showed some back room channels when in the emails that he so he files this indictment claiming that sussman went to the fbi with this treasure trove of information and when he was specifically asked by the fbi's general counsel are you here on behalf of a client he mm -hmm. said no i'm here as a concerned citizen and then he went back and he billed the time to the Clinton campaign for right. the meeting. Right. And I pointed out at the time, the fact he was able to get his hands on the billing records of a law firm shows that there's some massive criminal conspiracy going on here because that would be attorney client privilege. The billing records would be attorney client privilege. Otherwise, right. That firm had to give that stuff up under penalty of, you know, under some sort of criminal penalty. Right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Long and short of it is that that treasure trove, he, he, he spelled out in 28 pages on the indictment, this timeline and all of these allegations. And he labeled three different, he mentions three different tech companies mm -hmm. and the CEOs of those tech companies, but he would refer to them because he was continuing his investigation and he wasn't ready to pin anything on these guys yet as tech executive one, tech executive two, right? Internet company one, internet company two. <clears throat> and, um, 
he had, but he spelled out in there how there were like emails that showed that one of the tech executives pointed out, you know, this is just typical traffic because some representatives of this bank came and stayed at the hotel and they logged into the damn internet. And now they get emails, yeah. right? Like it's all promotional third party, like marketing crap. So but we can, but we can manipulate it and make it look like something worse. Right. Meanwhile, you go back and look at Hillary Clinton's Twitter and she's tweeting about it. Right. She's right. promoting it herself. And of course, so the Rachel tech company, we need to clarify this. Um, so the tech company had a contract to, that's right, to keep Trump's campaign and his tower and his apartment, everything secure. So they, they are being, they have a contract. So they have access to that information. What they don't, and this is where, and this is where, like, if you read something from the Washington Post or New York Times, where they're trying to cover this up, it's like, well, they had a contract. Yes, they had a legal contract to keep his stuff secure. What they did not have a legal contract to do was give that to the Clinton campaign, which they did. Right. Yeah, well, and I, I want to say that there's a, group involved that had a legal contract with the former white house administration right didn't the yeah. white house have one of these companies that was doing this spying this comes back to the obama administration man yeah if, for those who don't recall before the election um uh jim comey the former fbi director that trump ended up firing held a meeting between clinton trump and, and obama at the white house to explain to trump hey there's this dossier out there. This is that British spy who made up all the crap about the PP hoax, right? Like all of that, all of that was coming from the Clinton campaign. And now these allegations, we, we kind of jumped ahead. So that was all this indictment, basically what they called it, what they call it, a, a, a speaking indictment, right? Oh yeah, it's, I just dropped the bombshell, sorry. The indictment could be one page. On such and such date, Michael Sussman met with the FBI, told him he didn't, work for anybody and then build that time to the Hillary Clinton campaign. So he lied. End of story. That's all you have to have for an indictment. Right. And then you go to trial and you maybe spell out all of that stuff in trial to prove it. But instead he put a 28 page document together, walking the world through this situation mm -hmm. and his critic, his critics said, how dare he, he didn't have to do it that way, but he's doing it that way for a reason. He's letting the world know the, how shady and corrupt this thing was. So he did the same thing now. He filed, so Michael Sussman pled not guilty. Uh, his law firm, I think the one he used to work for, kind of tried to like throw the gauntlet down and say, you need to show your hand here or something like that. And so he filed this motion. Basically, as I understand it, the motion, I should go, I need to track it down and read it. But it basically says like, it's a motion about a conflict of interest um, regarding Sussman's attorneys, but he did the same thing. He spelled out a bunch of stuff that didn't necessarily have to be put into a public filing at this stage. And like you're saying, it talks, it names one of these tech executives. Now, I guess there's a firm that was involved in maintaining the Trump servers and also a separate firm that was hired by the former white house to do the spying. Is that right? Uh, I, I don't know if it's the same firm or not, but the the firm that was that had access to the White House, I believe, is the one that gave the information to the Clinton campaign. Like, right. Well, so the main upshot of it all is he straight up accuses Clinton's campaign of deliberately hacking 
and 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 spying monitoring yeah. communications coming in and out of trump tower in and out of their servers even cell phone activity uh there's some allegation in there that some kind of russian cell phones were being used and they were you know that the, 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 the intelligence agencies were claiming see this is proof that uh he's got this backdoor channel going on with the russians the biggest bombshell in there is that it continued even after, not only after the election, but even after he was president in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. That they continued to spy on him as president. Now, I've seen at least one article that, that I've seen that they have denied that and just said, no, 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 no. None of this was uh, after his. They, yeah, that none of this was after he became president. I, you know, to me, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Getting back to your woke brother. My woke sister, what would their take be? Um, my Who guess cares? would be if it's all if it's all pre you know during the election they'd say well that's just dirty politics. Um, if it's after he became president, I'd like to think that would make a difference. It shouldn't. This is so crooked. It's so crooked. It's unreal, dude. I want to um, play this, dude. Uh, so this is from October of 2020. Okay, so. Leading up to the election, this is Trump, President Trump, on 60 Minutes. This is incredible. Okay, uh, I'm going to roll it here. I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. You know what? You the, like this, the, I thought. I thought you I don't mind spots, it. I don't mind far. it. But when I watch him walk out of his store, and he's walking with a ice cream, and the question the media asked him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? <laughs> and he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking, he's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on say, things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. That's October 2020, dude. Yeah, October yeah. 2020. Grotesque. He knows. He's well aware. Oh, of dude, he's what known they since did. the. Remember, he claimed that they they wiretapped him. Yeah, he claimed that going all the way back Nobody to. Nobody right, listened to dude, him. The week after he was inaugurated, uh, what's his name from California, man? Um, Probably um, a dipshit. If that's no, I mean. no, 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 no. He's the one conservative from California oh. that that resigned, and now he's going to lead Trump's social media company. Um, God bless uh, him. It's on the tip of my tongue. Devin Nunes. Okay. Devin Nunes had the goods on all this and walked it to the White House and had a confidential meeting with White House personnel. And that's when Trump started saying, I just got word that they were tapping my tapping my wires. And they mocked him because just like she did. That's like no. 1940s stuff. Yeah. Right. But he was right. That's how a boomer explains. They've been monitoring my email traffic and my phone calls. Right. They wiretapped yeah. me. So this is an article from the Daily Mail, and I heard even 
this this one podcast that Rogan talks about all Dude, the time. Nobody believed host. Trump. This man, again, arrogant, kind of an asshole. That man went through more shit unjustifiably than any human I know of. The more of this that gets revealed, the more the to your point. I, I for a long time I would say I can't stand the way he goes about anything. He's an ass, uh, blah, blah, blah. Dude, the reality was they were trying to take him down with some of the most vicious. Dude, this makes Watergate look like nothing. The only 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 defense I've seen uh, so far that said that, that, you know, it's trying to claim this is not as big a deal as Watergate is that Watergate implicated the actual president of the United States when he sent some people to snoop around the Watergate hotel for somebody who he was going to be running against. This only implicated but even the that existing president Obama and then the uh, Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. That's all this implicated. Say, I was going to say, right. <laughs> th- this implicates the former administration prior, the Obama administration as well. So here's a, a timeline from the Daily Mail. A lot of people might say, oh, the Daily Mail is a tabloid. Yeah, well, guess what? You're not going to hear about this from CNN. And the truth is, all of this is backed up in f- public filings now. Yeah. So there's this name, John Ratcliffe. He was the director of national intelligence under, uh, under um, Trump. I don't remember exactly when. He may have been the, the one that was with him like when they you know, wrapped up their administration that year. But <clears throat> So he's been involved. He's had, he has met with Durham more than once. He pointed Durham to a declassified CO, CIA memo of Clinton approving, looking into Trump's Russia ties as a way of distracting from her email scandal. So there's a declassified CIA memo out there that basically says that, hey, let's, this was while she was still, I guess, tied to the Obama administration. Let's, you know, clean up my email scandal by making a Russia scandal. The report was sent directly to then FBI Director James Comey and then Deputy Assistant Director Counterintelligence Peter Strzok. Strzok's the one that was having an affair with Lisa Page, and they had text messages between each other saying they were going to take Trump down during the election process, and they were on Mueller's team, and they had to be kicked off once those text messages were provided or were made public because they were uh, clearly conflicted. <clears throat> New bombshell reports now reveal Clinton paid people to hack servers at Trump Tower during the 2016 campaign and White House servers following the election. A poll taken before those reports came out. This is getting to your original point, and I want to try to track this poll down. A poll taken before those reports came out show that now even Democrats want Clinton questioned over her role in the Russian secret server scandal. 44% of party loyalists believed she should be interrogated as of last October, but that number has jumped to 66% in the January poll. So to your point, dude, so kind of wrapping it all back up, and I, I need to get. It's interesting to me that Durham's work is allowed to continue. I've told, I said this before, man. I said this when we talked about this before, that even the Clintons are not above the party, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, Orwell taught us this, right? Nobody yep. is above the party. When the party is caught in a pinch, somebody will be the fall guy. Anthony Fauci is about to be made a fall guy, right? I believe Hillary Clinton is going to end up taking the fall on this. Dude, especially if Obama's tainted by it. Oh, the FBI is the FBI is tainted. I will say it appears and I've read this from some other sources that Durham may be trying to run some cover for the FBI. He's couching this as though 
The Clinton campaign swindled the FBI into starting the Russian investigation, which should have never came to fruition because it was all fraudulent to begin with, right? Right. But there are those who look back to Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, who I just referenced, and said, are we sure they weren't just in on it the whole time? Right? So that's the question. Was the deep state, the CIA is implicated too, although it's not entirely clear as to necessarily how, uh, other than I guess the PP hoax guy, the the uh, the guy who put the the British guy who put the the dossier together, the steel dossier. That he was a CIA asset, so that's part of how they're linked in. They kind of vouched for him, and the FBI used that to then justify monitoring certain campaign officials for for Trump. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so. To the extent Durham's playing cover, it seems like he's trying to cover for the deep state. But let's just set that aside. Let's just pretend those guys are super honest. Right. <clears throat> this can't be held back forever. It's coming out as we speak, right? Yeah. I mean, the media won't touch it because they spent four years lying about it. As far as I know, dude, Rachel Maddow is still not back on the air. Did you know that? We talked I about no that, idea. I think. No. They put Rachel Rachel Maddow a month ago almost took an indefinite leave of absence. I did not know that, dude. All of this stuff never was so tied MSNBC. together. Dude. I'm telling you, like, her I'm, face okay. makes me want to punch the screen, much like Don Lemon. So John Durham cannot file that motion on February 11th without Merrick Garland knowing about it. Right? Cannot. That would have had to have been something that had been workshopped by God knows how many people, the entire Department of Justice, all the way up to the for sure the attorney general would have known that document was going to get filed. Right. I don't think, and, and, and everything that's ever been written about John Durham is he's the most meticulous snail pace moving guy you've ever seen. Good. Which is good because he, the point is he does not take a case to trial unless he's got the dude dead to rights. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in prosecuting somebody who he can't convict. And so he takes his time. And he goes as slow as he has to. My point is that bombshell, it's a bombshell in the news because he put it out there, but it wasn't a bombshell to the attorney general. This information's well known inside the FBI right now and the, and the rest of the Department of Justice. All of this information, dude, the Mueller report on all of this a couple of years ago was a complete smokescreen to try to kick the can down the road. I think just as far as they could just at least pass the 2020 election cycle, right? But the point is, they're letting, Mur- letting Durham continue. They know what he's going to put out there. Dude, the fact that Trump had to go through that, I feel sorry for the dude. So, so what, are we, what, are we, what have we seen? In the, like, let, let's just say it takes a month from the time that a guy like Durham writes that filing to the point where it actually gets filed to the court. What have we seen happen in the last month? We've seen Clinton come out of nowhere and claim she's interested in possibly running again. Mm-hmm. And it lasted about 48 hours because she's so horribly unpopular. They were like, yeah, that ain't going to work. Right. Then we've seen this Ukraine thing come out of nowhere. Right. Oh, we need to go to war in Ukraine. They still haven't, Russia still hasn't invaded Ukraine. And there's great memes going around of people like ice skating around Kiev. Right. While they're supposedly 40 miles away, uh, amassing Russian army ready to bomb them and invade them, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people have been saying all oh, that's a distraction from like the economy and from the mismanaging of COVID and all that stuff. 
Then in the last week, right before this news broke, they start accusing Trump of flushing documents down the White House toilet. Did you see that? <laughs> How childish is that? And so right can, now, as you, can, as we speak, oh. MSNBC, CNN, The Washington Post, The New York Times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, have multiple articles a day being published about Trump literally trying to flush pages and pages of confidential documentation down the toilet. And then nobody's talking about this, right? But it's out there. Yeah. What I'm getting at is they've got a huge Biden problem. They've got a huge Kamala problem. And they've got a catastrophic Clinton problem. And they can't hold this back. One of the White House, not the press secretary, not Saki, but one of her, you know, direct reports was doing a press conference earlier this week. And she was asked about it, I assume, by the Fox guy and just flat refused to acknowledge it. Some other reporter just, I think, you know, reporting from a phone cornered Hillary Clinton on her way into a building the, like yesterday and tried to ask her about it. And she just ignored him and walked off. Right. And according to this Daily Mail report, 60 percent, 66 percent of Democrats as of last month want to know what the hell was going on here. They can't was, hold this back last forever. month, dude. I wonder what right. that is, what that number that is before now. this filing came out, dude, because, you know, while they've done their best to avoid it, every one of those major news outlets has at least addressed it a little bit. Right. They've at least. Oh, well, and guys like Russell Brand, how many people that are left of center who were probably Hillary backers to the death saw that Russell Brand video and went, wait, what? Mm -hmm. The whole thing was a hoax. So back to my point. Even if it's 66 percent, that still means 34 percent of Democrats don't seem to care, but. They'll need. They can't hold this back forever. There's too much of it out there already. Anybody who's slightly right of center is aware of this and has been for a really long time because guys like uh, Andy McCarthy, former prosecutor who goes on Hannity all the time on his podcast, which I've talked about before, has been talking about this crap since 2016. 17 that's I where i listen that's the podcast i listen yeah. to that's yeah. the good okay right and that was the one where it was kind of hard for you to just jump in because he was he'd been talking about it for four years and you know assumed you had been along for the ride right yeah <clears throat> anyway i just i sincerely believe that even you know like 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 this this thing about a month ago where clinton who's gonna be the phoenix rising from the ashes of the democratic party well somebody will and, and you can bet your ass that everybody who's always identified as a Democrat will just buy it, right? Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, Obama is not going to let his reputation and his control of that party go down over this. Um, you know, Biden is a ghost. He's not running again. They, they know they can't do that. They're going to keep ever. trying to, you know, dial in Kamala's programming. But I think that's a lost cause. Mm -hmm. They're going to come up with something between now and 2014. But it ain't going to be Hillary Clinton. And she's yeah. going to end up being, yeah, 2024. Thanks. She's going to end up being rightfully the fall guy for this act of corruption, even though in reality it's the entire establishment, deep state, political party, all of the above. Mm -hmm. The deep state's not going to be willing to go down for this. They're going to blame it on Clinton. They already are through Durham. Well, she anyway. did it. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, but again, like level, what the deep, the deep state's defense, the FBI's it. defense is we were lied to. 
by this guy Sussman. You're the FBI. You know right? what's going on. Dude, you're the FBI. If and until Durham tries to deliberately finger somebody from the FBI, I believe he's going to be running cover for them. As honorable a man as he seems to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, and dude, I don't know. Maybe I'm being way too conspiratorial, and maybe the FBI did get duped. You know? I remember I got FBI, duped dude, because the, crazy ass Clint or Trump would stand on a debate stage and say, Hey, Putin. How about you release or release Clinton's emails for me? <laughs> so it's like, and he hired that guy, um, the guy who uh, Paul Manafort had like long time dirty ties to Russia and the Ukraine. So like, she picked the perfect angle because there was smoke there, right? Mm-hmm. There was he he did enough silly stuff to say, oh hey, we'll just make this up, dude. There's even Bongino detailed this I think yesterday. He didn't specifically talk about the Trump Jr. meeting where he had that Russian attorney in, right, that claimed she had dirt on Clinton. Mm-hmm. He was talking about a different meeting, but there were meetings that were held by Trump officials with Russians that her crew arranged. That's right. out there, too. The, the and I'm, dude, I'm positive that that one that Trump Jr. got duped by was just that. Yeah, George Nader was uh, a big part of all of those meetings. <laughs> And he is a he's a, yeah. has Middle East ties. He's also a convicted pedophile. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we I know we got to get out of here. Yeah, we need to go. do we do need to hit on the, the Obama fixer. This uh, Catherine Rumler. I think that yeah. would be, it'd be fair to spend uh, half an hour or so on her. Maybe next. Let's week. let's let, let's do this. I will do a little bit better research. Read a few of these articles listen to a few more episodes of Bongino and maybe we'll do a little bit, a little bit deeper dive into this. Plus whatever new news comes up between now and next week. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's going to do it for episode 66 of justified pursuit. I'm cable Smith uh, for Chisholm cook. Thanks for coming along on this wild ride. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Crooked Hillary was spot on. Train all of their children and all of their names.